0: We're going to be in Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11. want well, to touch on the judgment of God this morning, I uh, thank the Lord for revelations. We know, um, I try not to say in Bible times and so forth, but we are in Bible times. Uh, we are in the last days. Uh, there's always been a Bible time from Genesis to Revelation, Amen. Uh, there, no person has ever not been in Bible times. Amen. Uh, we're, we've always been in Bible times. Uh, but the word of God is eternal book. Revelation 20, I'm going to read. Uh, the Death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I, I speak with some people and... I agree also. I wish there was not a hell. I really do. I wish there was not a place. I do not wish anyone to go to hell. I don't want anyone to go to hell, but the Bible says that there is a literal hell, and trust me, God has done everything possible uh, to keep even one person from going there. God has done everyone. uh, People say if if God so good and kind, why does he allow people to go to hell? He doesn't. He pleads and cries uh, to the point where he gave himself on that cross so that not one person ever born has to die in a lake of fire, the Bible says, which burneth forever and ever and ever, which is the second death. In Matthew chapter 11, uh, let's read in verse 20. Let's all stand. If you find it, stand with me. In verse 20, Matthew 11, verse 20, the Bible says, Then began he to abrade, that means to rebuke or to confront, he began to abrade the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. Our first inclination is, is, God, if you do for me, then I'll give back to you. But that's not the case. Uh, There were people in the Bible who said, or No, it was the rich man in hell. God, if you would send, if you would send somebody uh, to my brother's house, if you would send somebody, then then they would believe and get saved. Uh, but that's not the case. Jesus said, though they see someone be raised from the dead, still they would not believe. You cannot change a heart. We have to turn our hearts. When we feel God speaking to us, it's up to us to turn our hearts to Christ. God warns us of coming judgment. God warns us of coming danger. But we have to have, as God's people, a heart that's turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. He began to upbraid them, uh, the the cities that had his mighty works done in them, because they repented not. These mighty works were works of compassion, mighty works of uh, healing and, and prosperity and blessing and all the good works of God that we all want Uh, but it still did not drive the people to repent. Woe unto thee, uh, and woe unto thee, Bethsida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in that day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted into heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee have been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in that day of judgment than for thee. Let's open in prayer. Father, Lord, I pray you bless this uh, message, O God. And Lord, we all need you. We need our hearts turned to you. We need grace, O God, to do that. Please bear with us. And Lord, may all of our hearts, be turned to Christ this morning. May we seek you and you alone. Lord, I pray that you would help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you may be seated. God is a righteous God. Thank God, uh, the Bible says, when the wicked are in authority, the people mourn. When the wicked are in authority, when the wicked are in office, well, we, we, uh, we will see the despair. We will see the result of all that. When the wicked are in authority, the people mourn, but thank God that God is a righteous judge. Amen. He he leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, the Bible says. For all the prophets, verse 13, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. What does that mean? All the law, all the prophets, the law, uh, the law was given by Moses. It's what you read about uh, when you read through uh, some of Exodus, Leviticus, uh, the law of Moses, the Bible calls it, all the do's and don'ts uh, that were given to the children of Israel. But all those laws only pointed uh, to the Savior, amen? It showed them that they could not do uh, the law. They could not perform the law, but it was a teacher, a schoolmaster, and it taught them their need of a savior. It taught them that somebody had to come because we can't do it. There were those who uh, twisted the law, especially the Pharisees later on, they twisted the law so that they were able to perform those things. They became the self-righteous ones. They, in their own mind, believed that they were able to keep the law. And Jesus said, you 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 might say you uh, don't commit adultery, but adultery, adultery is in your heart. You don't say you say you don't uh, murder, but murder is within you. Hate your brother—that's murder. It's the same thing. Whether you've committed the act or don't commit the act, the act is within you. We are the sinner, not by choice but by birth, and we need a savior, and that's why the Lord Jesus Christ came to save. He came to save sinners, amen? The Bible says, for all the prophets and the law prophesied. What's that mean? They spoke of, they preached, they proclaimed Christ. The law proclaimed Christ. All the prophets that God had sent. The Bible says that God sent the prophets early. You think of uh, Jonah. God was going to destroy Nineveh. But before he did, again... He sent another prophet, Jonah, and Jonah was a figure of Christ. He represented Christ as he was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights. Jesus said, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. Amen. Jonah was a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ of coming salvation to the people of Nineveh. The Ninevites were wicked people. And their sin, the Bible says, reached up to heaven. So what did God do? God sent a warning. After warning, after warning, and God sent a prophet, uh, men that would give their life just to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. God would send them to warn the people of God's judgment. Judgment is real. God's judgment is real. Uh, The Bible says death waits upon every man. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. Judgment awaits all of us. All of us. If it's not so, then you won't have to worry about dying. But death is your appointment for judgment time. And you will stand before Almighty God of the earth who holds your soul in his hand. Your soul is created by God Almighty. Almighty. If you don't believe you have a soul, all of us know we have a soul. All of us know we have something that's within that cries out for the creator, cries out for the savior. And that soul will stand before God and give an account, the Bible says, for every idle word that you've done. Thank God that God sent his only begotten son. All the prophets and the law prophesied unto John it was john anybody know brother john it was john john the baptist right john the baptist john the baptist what was john the baptist's message repent our savior's here the lamb of god has come everyone get ready all get ready he is here jesus christ has come, God in the flesh, God Almighty, that's what Christ means, the name Christ is a title given to our Lord Jesus that has come to die for our sins according to the scriptures, to be buried and rise again according to the scriptures, conquering death, his blood spilt, covered our sin, and his death brought us life. And he lives for all that call upon him, and he'll save anyone that calls on him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. John prophesied of Christ. He's here. He didn't have to prophesy. He just proclaimed it. He's here. Everybody, he's here. Get ready. Get ready to meet the Lord. And when he seen Jesus coming, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. All from Genesis up until John proclaimed the coming of the Savior. Proclaimed all the coming of the Savior. But God frequently visited cities and sent his judgment because they would not turn to the living God. What does it take for people to turn their hearts to the living God? Will problems make us turn to God? No. In desperation, we cry out, God, deliver me from this problem or deliver me from this sorrow, and I will serve you the rest of my life. That only lasts but a couple days. God would instantly get us away or get us out. God would instantly deliver us. He hears the cries of his people. But we always go back on our promises, on our pledges to God that will serve him. We get our hearts uh, easily taken away uh, from God and and get them captive into the things of this world and on work and and onto um, money and to the uh, things that uh, deprive us of very life. But God, the one who gives life, doesn't even get our focus and attention in our heart. The Bible says if the works, the mighty works, were done, in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. We need to see God's mighty works today in our lives. Other people need to see God's mighty works in you. We are people that hide the Savior. If you're saved today, don't hide the cross. Don't hide the Savior. Don't hide uh, what Jesus has done in your life. You must proclaim it. You must live a life uh, that resembles what Christ did on the inside. May it bring forth fruit on the outside. Don't hide the Savior, the one who uh, brought you life, that saved you from hell itself. There's times that when I work, I get caught in a situation where uh, in a tight spot, I deal with some hot torches and sometimes I'll, I'll do some welding and so forth, and there's times where I'm in a, such a tight spot that I know I'm going to get burned pretty good and there's not much I can do about it. So I just have to bear it. And sometimes it's worse than expected. But when it hits a certain point of that hot flame or the hot uh, metal or, or whatever the case may be. and I start seeing my skin turn to water or blistering right away. I would do anything to make it at that point stop. It just takes a little reality check of pain. And the uh, amount of heat applied to me would make me do anything to make it stop. Cool it down, get out of that situation. I can't take any more of that pain. Fire of hell is an eternal, is a spiritual judgment. The Bible says that is uh, designed for Satan and his angels. And because we have went that way of the devil, uh, rejected God and His salvation, we chose to go there. By default, if you reject Christ, you are choosing the lake of fire. There is no uh, alternative. It's heaven or hell, Christ or hell. That is all. There is no way out of judgment. Judgment is inevitable, except through the blood of Jesus Christ. He had to intercede on our behalf. We who are destined to the lake of fire, you don't have to do anything to go to hell. You are going to hell. Jesus Christ had to pull us out. And at the very moment uh, of salvation, he pulled you out of hell before you had to go there, Amen. before you would go there. Thanks be to God, if you're saved today, you have the blood of Jesus Christ on the, the post of your door. You are freed from the lake of fire, and the wrath of God no longer abides on your soul. You are free. Your conscience is clear. Somehow, even the shame of your sin, the sin of your past is gone, wiped away because He bore the shame on the cross for you. Judgment has escaped from your life, it's been bought by the blood of Christ. Judgment no longer awaits you by hell. You are freed. What great news that is. What great news that you are not going to hell because you chose Christ. Let me say this. Christ has chosen you. Christ chose you before you chose him. Christ chose every single person on this earth to be with him. He loves all for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in Him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And let me say this, if you reject Christ, you will do anything at the moment of when your foot hits the fire, the eternal fires of hell, the Bible says, where the worm dieth not, and neither is the fire quenched forever and ever and ever and ever. The moment you hit the lake of fire in eternity, you will give anything and do anything and spend all that you have to even get out of it for one second. But it's too late. Once the sentence is made, when we stand before God, God checks the judgment book. If your name is in there, in the judgment book, in the book of judgment, the Bible says that all your works will be judged and you will be sent to the lake of fire which burneth forever and ever. But there is a second book called the Lamb's Book of Life. And whosoever is found written in that book will never be a part of the lake of fire, but will be a part of the glory of God forever and ever and ever. Not because of the works which we have done, because we all were once in the book of judgment. We were all once in our feet were touching hell. But Jesus Christ pulled us out, erased our name and printed us in the Lamb's book of life that no one can erase. It's written in his blood permanently. Our works didn't get us written in there. It was the blood that was spilt that had our name written in that Lamb's Book of Life. And whosoever was not found written in that Lamb's Book of Life was cast in the lake of fire which burneth forever and ever and ever. There is a day of judgment. I can't see the reality when if if anything has ever captured your reality. You know, we are people, they, they said uh, in, in, uh, when the Jews were in the concentration camps, they got used to death. Death became part of their life. We get, as people, we get used to living with death. But we got to remember Jesus Christ's life. We've not uh, been appointed unto death. He saved us to give us life and that we may have it more abundantly. And if you're saved today, you need to share that with other people. There are people dying and going to hell. If you can get a glimpse through the scriptures and see a picture at the great white throne of judgment. God is a righteous judge, and with every person he casts in the lake of fire, there will be tears shed on his behalf. He does not want anyone to go there. He died for him. He gave his life. But as the parable of the vineyard where the people, uh, they took what was God's and they wouldn't give to him. Uh, So God sent him servants, uh, servants which were the prophets, but the Bible says that they killed the prophets. And then at last, at, at the very end, they, he said, I'm going to send my own son. They will believe him. But they, he sent his own son. And the Bible says that the people of the vineyard killed his own son so that they might be able to claim the vineyard as their own. But we can never have this world. This world belongs to God. Our life belongs to God. We must, we must we must give it back to God. God will not let you down. Give your life to God and he will give you a life that's worth living. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. There is coming a day of judgment. If you can get a glimpse of glory at the white, great white throne of judgment, that's the judgment seat of Christ. On earth, in the tabernacle, in the temple, there was always a throne. It was called the mercy seat. God's mercy is extended from generation to generation, time after time after time, people after people. God's mercy is great. The Bible says he delighteth in mercy more than judgment. But there will come a time when that mercy is no more. And now it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. There will be a day where God's judgment is set and there is no more mercy. And once the uh, decree is made and everything judged, no one can undo that sentence. That sentence can be undone now by the blood of Jesus Christ. Make sure you have Christ in your heart today. Make sure by the blood of Jesus Christ you are saved, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy he saves us. For whosoever shall call on his name, the Lord Jesus Christ, shall be saved. Make sure you're saved today by his blood. God takes you from that judgment before that judgment seat and gives you mercy and forgives your sins. And the Bible says you're saved. You're written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Judgment is coming. Picture the great white throne and everybody before the great white throne. And God Almighty judging every person and casting them one by one into the lake of fire which burneth forever and ever. Why didn't you receive my son? Why did you depend on religion and works? Why did you depend on yourself when we, uh, I gave my word, I gave the prophets, I gave everything possible, even your own soul I bore witness with you that you need a savior. Why did you reject me? And they will give their excuses one by one by one. But he that hath the Son hath life, but he that hath not the Son hath not life, and the wrath of God abideth on him. We must, we must be washed by the blood of Christ to escape the coming judgment. There will be people in that day that you know personally, loved ones. From the past that have already died. Loved ones that might be sitting by your side right now. Loved ones at home. Loved ones in your life. There will be people that day that you will see personally thrown into the lake of fire. Why? Oh, well, they're not bad people. They don't have the blood of Jesus Christ. They that were not found written in the Lamb's book of life were cast into the lake of fire. You don't get in by good works. You don't get in by being a good person. You only get in by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is all. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for our escape of judgment. The Bible says, and we're going to close, Woe unto thee, verse 21, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. I must be about my father's business. There are people today that are going to die and go to the lake of fire. They need to see that there's a God. There are children today that are going to die. We worry about feeding the kids. What about their salvation? I worry about feeding them too. But what about their salvation? We worry about getting the the drug addicts sober. What about their salvation? What if they go to hell sober? It doesn't matter. Listen, they need Christ. And if they have Christ, everything else doesn't matter. Christ will take care of the rest. God will never uh, allow or suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. God will never allow... Uh, His seed begging bread, the Bible says. You get people saved belonging to God, God will take care of them. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Do your neighbors know about Christ today? Have you told them of the Savior and how to get saved? How that they can have their sins forgiven? Have you told your loved ones, your children, how to get saved? How, have you told the people around you how that they don't have to go to the fire? I remember I, one day I woke up, I had accidentally set my room on fire. We had iguanas, and it, that, my whole room was a big blazing ball of fire. Thank God um, I did lose in one iguana, but thank God I'm alive and people in my house. But let me say this. When you feel the heat of that fire, when you feel the heat of flames, remember 9-11? People were jumping out the building. When you get close to flames, your skin starts turning to water immediately. It melts right off the bone. I've I've had some bad burns in my work field, and it doesn't take but a second. And you would do anything to get out. Christ has done everything to keep you out. What do you have to do? Call on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Would you tell people around you that they don't have to go to hell Would you allow people to see the mighty works that God has done in your heart? Allow them to see it done in you. Would you lift off your selfish life and leave your problems and your worries and say, God, I'm going to seek you because you delivered me from hell. I owe you all. Would you give up the temporal things of life and reach forth unto the eternal things that God hath prepared for them that love him? God has done everything for us. And we need to get our minds off this small time of our life. See people saved. The more you bring to heaven, let me tell you this, they'll be thanking you for eternity. They're going to say, Brother Paul, I know I told you this 2,487,000 times, but thank you again for sharing with me the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it real in your life? Do you realize when you called on the Savior what he actually did for you? We are people that are willing to live with death, though. We are people who will always settle for less to get what our flesh wants. The Bible says that we will weary ourselves to sin. I can't wake up to read my Bible, but if it has something to do with my lust or pleasure, I won't be able to sleep. I'll be up all night and I'll go right at it. That's how we are. We'll give up everything to please our flesh, but when it comes to God, there's always a struggle. Would any of us turn our hearts and repent of our sin? that's causing us to have hardened hearts and give, be willing to give up our sin? God, I struggle with this. I give it to you. I want to be a vessel used for you. I want to see people in glory. I don't want to see my loved ones go to hell. Would you sacrifice for God today to see others saved? Would you sacrifice for God to see a sacrifice for you? If you're here today and you have never called on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, the Bible says, There's one place that awaits you, only one, and it's the lake of fire. I was going there. He said, well, you're a pastor. You're a good person. No, I'm not. I was going there, but Jesus saved me. If you are not saved, you are headed there. But the good news is you don't have to go. Jesus can save you. He wants to take your sins and wipe them clean, and he'll write your name in the Lamb's book of life. And when that turn comes up in heaven. Robert. Your name is in here. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Sins are gone. Heaven's paid. Welcome. To the gates of glory. Let that be you. Christian, are you telling people about Christ? Does your life exemplify what he did for you on the cross? Are you sharing it or are you captured by sin again? Are you giving up your life, this temporal life for pleasures? The Bible says he that liveth in pleasure shall be dead. Nothing will amount in your life if you just give your life to pleasure, nothing. And you can answer that for yourself, you know it. But he that giveth up his life for Christ shall find life, but he that tries to save his life shall lose it. He that giveth his life for his namesake shall find it. Would you give your life to Christ? Would you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all the blessings of God would just be added unto you? Would you do that? Would you be willing to turn your heart to God that others may see the mighty works done in you and that they may behold your works and glorify God which is in heaven above? Would you do that this morning? And if you're not saved, would you get saved today? Let this be your day where you turn your heart to Christ, receive him, and be saved. It's all bow our heads, close our eyes. I just want to give a special time right now. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. If you're here today, I want to deal with those who are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There was a time when my name was not written in there. I had to decide. There is a time when God comes to every person on this earth and tries to get their heart, tries to draw them to himself. Is that you right now? Is God drawing you to to, to him? Is God drawing you to Christ? Do you feel the pull on your life? Do you feel the pull on your heart? I need to be saved. Is that you? Is Jesus calling you? He doesn't want you to go to hell. He doesn't want you to face judgment. He doesn't want to see you cast in the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever. He spilled his blood for you. Why well, are you willing to receive Christ? Is that you? If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand? Nobody's looking around. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Christ. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you. Let's do this right now. If you raised your hand, maybe you didn't, but if you raised your hand, would you receive Christ right now in your seat? Are you willing to? You can receive him, the Bible says, for with the heart and then with the mouth. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe that if you ask him, he'll save you? Then all you gotta do is ask him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's ask Him now together. Pray this in your heart. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I know I'm a sinner. I don't want to go to hell. Save me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again. Take away my sin. Make me your child. Take me to heaven when I die, that I may be with you forever. Write my name down in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Keep your heads bowed, keep your eyes closed. If you prayed that prayer, would you raise your hand? If you prayed that prayer, amen. God bless you, God bless you. Many around the room. Amen. God bless you. Let's all stand. as a piano, please. Would you come down? Christian, God has delivered you from coming judgment. Would you give back to him? He said, I'd do anything to get out of this hell. I'll do anything. Well, he's already got you out. Would you do that anything? Anything he calls on, on you for, would you give to him? Would you give him your time? Would you give him your life? People who got saved today. People who raised their hand. Maybe you're struggling with sin that you can't break. You know what the reason is? You can't. Sin is too powerful for you. That's why Jesus had to die. By sin comes death. By death came life. With the sinner came a Savior. Receive the Savior. Ask the Savior, Lord, deliver me from the sin I'm struggling with. He'll deliver you. His grace is there. His mighty works is there. His mercy is there. Let Him deliver you once again. He already saved your soul. He made you whole. He'll help you again. Lord, visit this vine once again that I may bear forth fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ. Use me and take my life. I want others to see Christ in me I want to turn many unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Use my testimony. Use my failures. Use my faults. All for the glory of God. May my life be exemplary of the Lord Jesus Christ. One, two. Amen. If you would please be seated for a minute. We have a baptism. amen this is uh joshua joshua got saved two weeks ago and let me say this i have not seen in many years such excitement when he got saved joshua you are a joy to this church and it's an honor to baptize you i pray that god would greatly use you as he already has in our lives May you do a great work for the Lord here, and may God use you greatly. And I pray that we would be an encouragement to you as you already are to us. All right. Joshua, I'm going to baptize you. Uh, Did you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. Amen. Amen. Joshua, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to baptize you. Under and then point you right back up. Right, you ready? How many more? Just one. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Joshua, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Good. Amen. Good. Warm them up. Woo. Amen. Thank God for all he's done. May you find your will, or his will in your life for yourself. May you follow it. There is nothing greater than being in the will of God. That's where all your blessings lie. That's where his safety is. And there's nothing. You basically live, get to live a carefree life life when you're in god's will no need to worry about anything may you be there this morning follow christ follow his leading and may he bless you let's pray lord i pray that you would bless us all help us oh god as we follow you lord may you speak to our hearts directly may you be firm with us lord as a friend may you tell us our issues lord that you may help fix them lord the things that weigh us down help us oh god Lord, may we cast our cares upon you because we know you care for us. I pray, Lord, that we would all be willing to lay aside every weight and sin which doth easily beset us and looking unto the glorious resurrection of Christ and the power that raised him from the dead shall be in us mightily. I pray that you would be with us all in the name of Jesus, amen.